Welcome to Enduring Words with David Guzik, a daily devotional podcast brought to you by Enduring Word. Today, I want to read to you from that great psalm, Psalm 119, verses 81 and 82, where the psalmist speaks of fainting and hoping. Here we go. Psalm 119, verses 81 and 82, where we read this. My soul faints for your salvation, but I hope in your word. My eyes fail from searching your word, saying, when will you comfort me? The psalmist here spoke of the depth and desperation of seeking God. He said, my soul faints for your salvation. You see, his soul ached for God so much that it fainted in waiting for the salvation that he needed, God's salvation and nothing less. That word faints in verse 81 has the idea of coming to the end. It's the same verb in a slightly different form used in Psalm 119 verse 87 where it says, they almost made an end of me. You see, fainting is a loss of strength, a collapse. Here, the psalmist felt that his soul was so weak that it could not stand. He was not in despair because he told God that he still had hope in your word. This place of being desperate, yet not despairing, is known to the followers of God. The Apostle Paul related this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. He said this, We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. You see, in it all, Paul could say this, We have the same spirit of faith. That's why the psalmist could say, I hope in your word. In contrast, to the sense of weakness and failing, the psalmist found hope and strength in God's word. This is the endurance of hope that's spoken of later in the Bible in passages like 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. And it's the hope of salvation as a protective helmet that's mentioned in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8. You see, the psalmist refused to give in to despair, even though he was weak and fainting. There's nothing humble about despair. Actually, often, despair is a twisted form of pride. When anyone doubts God's power to deliver them or gives self uh, over to sin because they doubt God's power to work in their life, it's a strong example of setting self against God. Listen, who are we to say that there's no hope for us when God promises that there is. That's why the psalmist put his attention on God's word. He said, my eyes fail from searching your word. That indicates how diligently the psalmist read and studied God's word. He studied so hard that his eyes hurt. And one reason he loved God's word so much was because he studied it so intently. God's word yields its treasures to us in proportion to our searching of it. So he says, again, I'm reading to you lines from Psalm 119, 
verses 81 and 82. He says, when will you comfort me? That is why the psalmist searched so diligently. It was to find comfort in his present distress. This sense of personal need is a greater motivation for diligent study than theological curiosity. So he cries out, when will you comfort me? The psalmist knew that there was comfort in God's word and the promises that we find in God's word, yet sometimes the word of God will lead us to rather practical answers to the question, when will you comfort me? In a sermon titled, God's Time for Comforting, Charles Spurgeon, that great preacher of Victorian England, he provided practical answers. He said, comfort will come when we do four things. Put away unbelief, finish our complaining, put away the sin that we tolerate, and fulfill the duties that we have neglected. (laughs) That's when we're going to find and receive God's comfort. So today, you may be in difficulty, but there's no need to despair. Let God's word lead you to his comfort. Thanks for listening to Enduring Words with David Guzik. For more information about David's ministry, visit EnduringWord.com.